dream that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. And we're live. We're live. It's happening. December 13th. Sunday. Sunday? Sunday. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. We're fresh off of our uh, live feed on Facebook. Yeah, thanks for, thanks Thank for you those for, that yeah. uh, that joined in and hopped in and either commented, liked, shared, or made us drink a little extra more than we wanted yes. to. Yes. Or our wives drink yeah. a little more than they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make the Taco Bell trip on the way home. Yeah. Well, you're aware of that, Brian. I'm telling our listeners. Oh, okay. We brought Brian back a bean burrito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on a, a little bit of a vegetarian kick, so um, it was very nice to to get a bean burrito to end my night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, thank you guys again from the bottom of our hearts. We will tally up to see who shared the most so we can follow through with our oh, promises. that's right. Yeah, that's right. don't worry. I got your back, guys. Yeah. I'm always coming in with a save. It's probably going to be our wives. <laughs> or Jason. <laughs> or maybe me. <laughs> I shared a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you guys again for that. Looking forward to tonight's episode. It's going to be a little bit of... Um, Hodgepodge. Dip- yeah. Well, it's more so like stuff that, uh, you know, because as we were doing... The potpourri re- category. This isn't on Jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. I do like the smell of potpourri. Well, it no, smells like a craft store. But but like in, in Jeopardy, it's like this random, the potpourri category. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I never watched... I didn't really watch Jeopardy. Oh, really? I was a big Jeopardy guy. I Gosh. loved it. I was really sad about Alex Trebek. Yeah. It passed away in 2020. I got I got stuck on like a I, I liked Cash Cab. Oh yeah, with Ben Cat. Ben Brode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was or not one. Ben Brode. That was no, it was um, um Ben Bailey. Ben Bailey. Yeah. yeah, they tried to do the Chicago edition, which I was excited about, but then like it flopped after one season. How many How many times did you go down to Chicago and hail cabs, hoping? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think when that show was going on, I was like in my teens, so probably not at all. Probably like twelve times. Couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So no, this is going to be a little bit of like, like I was saying, so as we research, as we read up and try to pick topics for the day and what we think is most prevalent in the news and what we think you, our listeners should know about, we kind of have things that pop up on our radar and kind of, um, trigger little alarms. And I think that that's what this is going to be a little bit. Yeah. So you want to start us off, Brian? Cause there's one big story that I think is very interesting. Yeah. I know that you're probably excited about. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy with the end result. I was ner- a little nervous. Like, you know, when you're like 95% sure. Right. Which I've but kind of been at this 5%. point. 
at this point, now that the election was over and, you know, election night and then, you know, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia and Nevada, Arizona, like when they were all certified, it's like, okay, well, I'm about 95% sure. Um, the final last in, which I didn't think there was even going to be that, was this lawsuit coming out of Texas that in- incorporated a lot of those battleground So Brian's states. talking about the election results here, too. Just so you yeah, know. yeah. So Texas uh, filed a lawsuit, and it made its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. It was basically Trump's last stand. Uh, his legal team has pretty much, I can't think of any other recourse at this point where they can continue to manipulate the election results in any other way. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, so we do face a little bit of uh, a final last stand yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the Supreme court did look at the, the lawsuit and has since dismissed it. So that was it. Tomorrow is when the electors actually cast their ballot. So uh, there's three Oh six in favor of Biden two thirty two to Trump. I think I'm, yeah, I think that's right. Proper. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah five thirty-eight. So, um, that happens tomorrow, and after that, the last stand, the last little hurdle is the actual inauguration day. Right. But once these electors have cast their ballots, which they are supposed to do a certain way, um, since the election has been decided, and every state has their proper, you know, path and and what the electors are supposed to do, so. There shouldn't really be no um, crazy outcomes um, going forward. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot coming out of Georgia, especially where, you know, it's a Republican governor that has taken a stand that, you know, he stands by the results. You know, he was a Trump supporter, but, you know, this is the election. So I don't foresee anything, but I'm like 98% Wouldn't it be sure. Nice? Wouldn't that be nice if, like, that were the way things were? You know what I mean? It just we're goes some, the way it's supposed to. Well, no, to. like, I'm talking about the, the governor from, from Georgia specifically. The fact that he supports one thing, but he's like, you know what, we have to, um, you know, look, yeah, at, look at the results. Party. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think if the whole government ran that way we'd be in a lot better shape now yeah i mean the idea that it's country over party or um your the process over your own picks right it's yeah we have a democratic process that is the very backbone of this country and it's been very very disrupted over the last month or so and and it's good to start to see people coming around to like it's unacceptable. We need to start moving forward and honor that democratic process that we've held so dear. So, um, you know, when I saw the, um, the Georgian governor do that, I was, I was very, very impressed. Right. But you know, he was doing his job and it's good to see people just, you know, I, I get in like trouble when I argue with people, I'm like, just do your fucking job. Yeah. Do your job. And it was one of the things I argued about with, you know, Donald Trump or whatever, just do your job. So it was really nice and refreshing to see people just like doing their job the so, way it's supposed to be. And so now that the, this Texas lawsuit has been thrown out, mm-hmm. there's, and forgive me because I'm not very knowledgeable on this. I mean, I've been trying to pay attention to the cases, yeah. but it's just yeah. like, you know, you're going to hear two different sides of the story. Yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to decipher through that. Sure. There's, is there nothing else that can happen now? No, I, I believe Trump. The Trump team, not Donald Trump himself, but the Trump legal team is one for 53 at this point. What was the one that they won? Uh, it was one of the Pennsylvania ones. And oh, okay. by winning, it won at the lower court and proceeded higher. Right. Got right. Bounce. But 
Uh, I don't think there's anything else we saw, you know, the, the wonderful, um, for lack of a better term, like it was comedic gold. The Melissa Carone, I believe her name is the, uh, blonde woman that testified in front of the, the oh, Michigan board. Yeah. yeah. That was fantastic yeah. comedy, uh, with also Rudy Giuliani farting let's not, let's while not talking. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, both of those, it was just comedic gold. I didn't watch Saturday Night Live this week, but I'm sure, or last week, but I'm sure they they utilized that and probably you know kicked it to the point where it was a dead you know kick the dead horse. But yeah. all in all, I don't foresee any other possible outcomes or interruptions to the no. democratic process at this point. So that's exciting. We can begin moving on as a country. Yeah. Um, do you foresee? I know we kind of talked about this a little bit before. Um, but do you foresee any of the electors going against what the vote was? No, and, and <clears throat> Kevin and I were talking about that, you know, right before we went on air. You know, it's supposed to be 306 to 232. I would have a very hard time seeing an elector go against their duty. Well, yeah. Just because I'm sure they would be removed from that position right. if they didn't elect the way they are supposed to. It is their right, I guess, to... to go against that you know they're supposed to protect against populism and all that other stuff yeah which you know if if they're feeling a certain way i guess they could i don't foresee that happening just because people wouldn't want to lose that position like if if they've been able to get there it's pretty i'm i don't know what the the compensation is or the perks of it i know bill clinton was in new york he was an elector yeah Yeah. so with that in mind like it's got to be a pretty cushy position Maybe there's some sort I mean, of Bill Clinton, I think Bill Clinton just does anything to make money and get away <laughs> exactly from, and to get so, away from Hillary too. So, <laughs> so, so blow, blow. So, no, I'm not going to make any jokes. Um, no, you can go no, ahead, no. Brian. So, I think no one would want to jeopardize that opportunity for themselves. Maybe they do. I wouldn't see a, a like a big swing. So maybe there's like three or four electoral votes for Joe Biden instead of three or six. But I don't foresee it being some massive swing enough to like change the election results or even change a state's results. Yeah. You know, I that is their job. But do, so there's nothing against them. Like, I mean, other than the kind of getting taken away from their position. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's technically within the right. That's so strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a flawed system. Yeah. We actually had a really good podcast. If this is one of the first episodes you're listening to, we had a great podcast about the electoral college. Yeah. Should we have it? Should we not? You can look back and take a look at that if you'd like, or take a listen to that, I should say. Yeah. We've been, there wouldn't be much to look at. (laughs) We've been getting an influx of people, uh, coming in. I know some, you know, work associates of mine. I know Kevin's been really plugging it a lot when, you know, he's been able to, uh, do to go orders and stuff like that. So, you know, we've been getting more and more listeners. We're super thankful for those of you listening. Make yeah. sure you like, subscribe, and, and continue to spread the word. Um, so welcome, but also feel free to go back. And we'll, yeah. we'll always reference to some of our better episodes that we feel are, are better episodes. And I, I think the Electoral College one was a really good discussion. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, anything else on SCOTUS? No. I, you know what? I will case? say this. Yeah, I will please. say this. I was actually uh, very happy to see... You know, Donald Trump had said multiple times that this election was going to go to the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. almost as if he knew he was going to lose the Electoral College 
and then he wanted to take it. And that's one of the reasons he stacked the court a certain way. And mm-hmm. like, it really started to feel like, holy shit, you know, he knew he had a certain plan. And yeah. luckily, people did their job all along the way. And then actually, because there were, I think there were two dissenting opinions. Oh, they, in, in the Texas one? Yeah. Oh, but no, but it, so it wasn't really, actually, I shouldn't say that. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a dissenting opinion. I want to say maybe, I don't want to misspeak, but there were two people that said that they would have heard the case, but chances are they would have never like overruled the election. Yeah, I think they just rejected, uh, they just dismissed it. So there was no actual ruling. I think they just dismissed it. No, but there was two people that wrote some, I'll have to look it up. I should have brought that information with me. I wasn't uh, quite as prepared on that. Hmm. And I can't remember where I read it now that I say that. Hmm. But um, but it was, to that, it was to that extent where like, yeah, you know, we don't really want to hear the case, but they wrote something in there saying they would have listened to it, but would have ruled against it. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they it they was, said they would have ruled against it. They still wouldn't have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, just people putting in their two cents, I suppose. Yeah, that's what they're asked to do. Speaking of putting in people's two cents, oh, I'm not putting in mine. Don't worry. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's no. for la- that's for later. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Brian uh, made me aware of an op-ed piece. Yeah, and the Wall Street in the Journal. Wall Street Journal, and the, the the person writing it was asking Dr. Jill Biden to remove the doctor from her title. <laughs> Which this is, um, I'm, I will let Brian. I'll let you uh, speak more to this in a second. But I will say this: this is like the last thing. The I mean, maybe not the last thing. I'm sure there's stupider things out there to talk to talk about. But like, this is something that like whoever wrote that had to have been like, shit, I don't have anything else to write about right now. So, so the author was Joseph Epstein, which when I saw the, when I first saw yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I saw, uh, Joseph Epstein controversy. I'm like, Oh my God, the guy hung himself a while ago. What, why are we still talking about this? Right. I mean, okay, I get it. There's conspiracies and different people, Trump, Clinton and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I guess people still want to talk about this. And then I was like, wait, this was like a day ago. What's going on? Right. And I look into it and it's, is there a doctor in the white house? Question mark. Not if you need an MD, (laughs) Jill Biden, Jill Biden should think about dropping the honorific, which feels fraudulent, even comic. If I were to label this article with one word, it's misogynistic. Um, but there's so many other ways with that. I mean, no, 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 I didn't, no. I didn't, yeah, read, no, no, I didn't read the article is it takes a lot of shots at her and like, just like the, the female aspect of education and like, because there's a lot of doctors of education, right. and more females in education yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So it, it, it goes down that route and he's, he's a, uh, a Northwestern university professor, um, but he doesn't have a doctorate. So he's mm. like, was it like a little bit of jealousy here nor there? I've had this conversation with people in the past. Right. And when we talk about doctorates of education, uh, you know, doctorates in, in science and medicines, whatever the case is, it's a lot of education. Yeah. It's a lot it's of a work, lot. a lot of time, a lot of man hours or woman hours. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a, it's, it's declaring a certain level of, 
uh, intellectualism or a certain level of knowledge that you have to you have to defend in front of a board in order to receive that doctorate. Mm-hmm. You know, you you defend your dissertation. And he even goes after, you know, her dissertation and what it is. It was talking about community colleges and retention and, and getting the best outcomes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all in all, I was just, I was baffled at the fact that someone is asking another to say, oh, you got a doctor, but you don't deserve to be called doctor. Just right. because that's also the term we use for the people in the medical field right. that, you know, help heal us. And, 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 you know, right now the frontline workers are really front of mind for us because so many of us are, you know, requiring their help or hearing about them needing our help and right. blah, blah, blah. So I get that. But to simply step back and say, hey, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, you shouldn't be called doctor because yours is in education. I, the amount of frustration that piled up in my gut and just started boiling up. And making me so angry, I was ready to throw my phone. And then I realized how expensive phones are, and I thought better of it. But but I don't know, Kevin. I, I just don't understand, A, why this is even a, a fucking point right now. Right. And B, why you would talk about the first lady. Like right. the, the, the incoming first lady like yeah. that. You can say first lady. It's fine. I mean, it's gonna, yeah. it's not like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I wish I had an answer for you, Brian. I just think it's stupid. That's why I never read op-eds. I just, I, I avoid them entirely because there <laughs> are, I'm sure there's some out there that are, are you know, are yeah, very good opinion pieces, yeah. but like to me, I think that's a waste of time. I think that there's far bigger fish to fry right now. Um, and if that person had enough time to write that article, um, Joe, Joe Epstein, <laughs> Is that what it is? Yes, Joseph. Joe Epstein. Joseph. If you're listening, Joseph. Joseph Epstein. Joseph, not Dr. Joseph. Um, I think you should probably be doing something else with your life, my friend. Um, I am a big believer in the First Amendment, and I think everyone should be able to say whatever they want. Um, but I just think that your uh, priorities are a little mixed up, my friend. Like, I just, it's, it's, so, it's such a stupid thing. This I, is like, and, this is, and you know what's fucking funny, Brian? Is you know how many people probably fucking read that article? You're one of them. Oh, thousands, hundreds of thousands. You know sure. what I mean? Hundreds because, of thousands. Because this also drew attention right. to it. Right. Like just the, the. You know what they call that in the internet age? What? Fucking clickbait. Yeah. It, that is clickbait. And I'm, that is I'm so a little disappointed. I, I like the idea of. So the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post are really, really good news outlets. But they've really tried to be balanced by showing both sides. And right. I think a lot of times. In order to quote unquote be more balanced, you get they have to put pieces. this shit yeah, out there. Hit, yes, and it, it's it's it was a pissed off Republican teacher, which is very rare. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the end part, a pissed off Republican is very common right now. Yes, but teacher, yeah. yes, yeah. well, correct. I mean, put it all together, it's like finding a fucking unicorn. <laughs> Where they found that guy to write this fucking article, I think he's probably made up. Who didn't have the fortitude to go get his doctorate and he's mad at someone else. (laughs) If he just would have gone for the doctorate, they probably could have turned him into a liberal. (laughs) (laughs) I just think... Maybe he just needed a little bit more education and actually have a heart. One more fucking class. (laughs) 
if that one guy wouldn't have turned down his dissertation, God he wouldn't have been it. so angry that he's not a doctor, <laughs> but Joe Biden's wife is. Oh, well, and here, we talked about this too. I had so like going to school in in college, and even actually back in high school. Now that I think about it, because I took a um, I took AP English in in, yeah. in high school, and my <coughs> my professor, my my teacher was a doc had her doctorate, and mm-hmm. I called her Doctor Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. At Elgin Community College, where I uh, first went to college for my community college, mm-hmm. um, my English teacher, actually, ironically enough, he was an English teacher, too. Yeah. Must be a doctorate thing for uh, English teachers. Uh, I have a cousin, um, Brandy, who is a doctorate in education, and she is still in, she remained in the classroom. Yeah. Um Usually what happens when you get a doctorate is you slowly move up into the administrative levels because there's more money there, you know, and you're trying to make larger impacts than just the classroom size. You want to, you know, impact every classroom, that kind of thing. And, you know, for the good and the bad, some people are like, oh, there's more money or, oh, hey, I can be more impactful, whatever the case is. Uh, She chose to stay in the classroom. Tremendous teacher like incredible yeah i've seen she created a youtube channel where she reads stories and kids can go back and watch the youtubes and have like nighttime stories if they don't have access like if their parents both work because she works in in a um a really nice school district but it's Mm -hmm. one of the more uh one of the less privileged schools yeah and she wanted to make sure that students were being read to oh that's so so yeah uh and and I, i look at things like that and that's like that higher level of thinking, right? right? And that's what a doctorate stands for. So yeah. I look at that and I'm like, yes, doctors are the people that are in the, in, in the doctor's office healing. And I respect that tremendously. But to demean other people that are doctors right. that are in other fields, yeah. it's, it's a higher level of thinking per that field. And I understand like um, to be, cause to be like a medical doctor, mm-hmm. it's, even more schooling in some cases, depending what you go into. Well, it's, it's four years of school and then four years of med school, right? Yeah. So to be a doctor in education, it's about eight years. Is it really? Too? Yeah. Because, well, so you have your four years and then a master's degree is one to two years, mm-hmm. uh, usually two, maybe even more. Yeah. Um, and then you have another year or two. Masters, yeah. Yeah, so it's like another year or two. There are programs where you can get your bachelor's and master's in education mm-hmm. in five years, uh, but usually it's four, two, two. Yeah. So it's about eight years. The thing about being a doctor is you have the internship, the residency, right. and all of right, that that right, continues right, right. Comes to, after. Yeah, so you don't see that and I'm hard not, work pay Yeah, off. well, and I'm not trying to say – all I was trying to say was like I understand maybe um, – you know, if this guy was coming from an, like the some sort of a, a, a thought of, um, well, these other doctors are saving lives and all you're doing is teaching students. I mean, I would have an argument for that too. But I mean, I, I guess if you're coming at it from that angle, I still think it's silly. I still think it's really stupid. I don't have a doctorate. So like, yeah, you know what? Somebody should comment on that. You don't even have a doctorate. You can't comment on this. Well, <laughs> who are you to here, talk about this? Here, and here's here's another thing. If someone, I, I had similar to you, I had certain professors that were yeah. doctors. I worked in education where superintendents, like um, one of my former mentors, Dr. Mm-hmm. Helton, who just passed away, uh, had their doctorate in order to be a superintendent. You have to have that. Um, but so I look back, uh, there was a, a superintendent at, at a school district I worked at, Carrie uh, was his first name. 
Um, and he was Dr. So-and-so. Yeah. And he never once was like the kind of guy that was like, oh, call me doctor. No, nah, he's like, hey, call me Carrie. <laughs> like that my, college, my college English teacher did want me to call him right. doctor. <laughs> and I, I understand that. And for me, behind, like, I would kind of mumble under my breath and be like, you know, that's just kind of arrogant. Right. Just the same. It is earned. So, yeah. like, that's fine. I will be more than happy and respectful to call you that. But I just don't like if a, if a medical doctor said, oh, it's doctor this. I didn't spend eight years in, in residency and blah, blah, like, then I would still be like, you're not a better person Dick. than me. Like, <laughs> get off. Like, you're just fucking smarter. Go pound sand. <laughs> go pound sand. Oh. So, so to go back, Dr. Jill Biden, I think you're going to be a, an incredible first lady. If you're listening, thank you so much. Keep <laughs> calling yourself Dr. Jill Biden because you earned it. You have more um, contributions to education than this man has ever had to either education or the journalistic world. So I think we should keep doctor and just drop Jill. What do you mean? So she should keep the doctor. She should be Dr. Biden. Yeah. That's what she goes by. Drop the Jill. Because when you say Dr. Jill Biden, it still sounds like you're saying Joe Joe, and it drives me fucking bonkers. Like that bothers me more than the doctor. Doctor (laughs) That's what this fucking guy should have talked about. Dummy. You missed the point. Yeah, that's what it that that was the actual thesis of the article is not that she shouldn't have the doctor in front. It's right. that it's just really confusing for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. he was he's an idiot, so Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe he was having a bad day. Look at me sticking up for him. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Now you're gonna have people call, like, call oh, oh Kevin really likes this Joseph Epstein guy. No, Kevin is <laughs> Bringing some levity as yeah. he always I think we're does. beyond that. I think yeah. we're beyond that. Yeah, we yeah. had that, again, if you're a first-time listener, we had that issue in the very beginning of this podcast where just because I disagreed with Brian on things, I was all of a sudden a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're still listening at this point, I think you found out by now that I'm not. But, um, yeah. Interesting world we live in. Your MAGA hat says otherwise. Ah, don't tell anybody. I only wear it in the days where we don't do video. <laughs> You know when I was when I was picking out your 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 Christmas present, I yeah. almost got you a Trump twenty twenty shirt, but I was like, he'll burn this. I will. Li- I would have. He would have burned, burned it. it. Yeah. Oh, I, I would have actually. Did you read it. that book yet? I haven't read it. No. That's okay. I read your note. And it's again. Yeah, that's the best part of the book is the note I wrote you. Yeah, I'm sure it's not a good book. No, I'm <laughs> sure it's more of a you know just to make you giggle. Yeah, it, it definitely did. It was frame Sleepy that sh- Joe. Frame that shit. It's it, go it, to it, sleep. It's called Good Night Sleepy Joe. Oh, Good Night Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Um, and it was very funny. I, I opened up one picture and I saw AOC under the, under, <laughs> under the, the bed. bed she like, she's like green looks like the exorcist. Zomb- yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombie Nancy Pelosi walking up or something. So yeah, I, I would definitely laugh at it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. You know, what really grinds my gears. What grinds your gears, <laughs> Peter Griffin? <laughs> Politicians. <laughs> Not all of them. There are some really great politicians out there. On both sides. I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate what you just said. Yeah. God damn, Brian. You've, I've, I've really taught you a lot throughout this podcast. <laughs> 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 now I just got to get you to say there's bad politicians on both. No, you'd probably say that because you, yeah. like, you don't like Nancy Pelosi. No. I fucking don't like her. No. I cannot wait till she's gone. No. Where she, or she's California, right? Yeah. God. Go fucking bake in the sun, woman. Not like die. I'm just saying go like get a tan. 
Go just, get some bacon st- in the sun. Dude, uh, when will the San Andreas Fault just fucking do me I a solid? Just, do me a, just do me a solid. I've never been there. I want to go. I've never been there either. I want to go. I don't know. I've met people from there. Actually, my uncle lives out there. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, Anyways, so I'm getting I'm getting off point yeah. here. I apologize. Um having a little fun with this. Um Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. I so I I called Brian today as I often do and um I was pissed off because I had watched a speech by Dan Crenshaw. Um That usually gets me going. Yeah, you know what? I like his backstory. Yeah. I think he has great world experience. I think he's fallen into a trap. I think, and I don't mean physically, I mean that like. <laughs> I was going to say, that's how he lost his eye, dude. <laughs> don't be a dick, dude. Come on. You're going to be like, you're going to be like Pete Davidson. You're going to no. have to make a public apology. I, I was trying to cover for you. Oh. You said he fell into a trap. I was like, no, don't, don't. Oh, no, that's not bad. Because I'm saying, like, I'm not meaning it as a pun. Oh, a political trap. Yes, not, not, yes. Okay. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. I was like, not an I. Everyone's going to listen to this, and I'm going to think I'm a dick. <laughs> well. I am. <laughs> you're reaffirming. <laughs> that I'm not a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> you're such an asshole, dude. <laughs> Brian, I'm not, you can't take this many days off in a row. You become a real piece of work. <laughs> I have actual energy. Yeah, it's probably the energy drinks that we've been drinking, which, by the way, it took us an extra like 15 minutes to start recording today because we had to get all the burps out. We. Oui. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a struggle. But he fell into a political trap yeah. because I feel as though he's losing his his bearings as to where he came from. And again, I don't know because I don't know the dude. I'm just saying that I feel like now he is just like he's party over everything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever the right, the people on the right want to hear, he's going to say. Um, and it, it drives me nuts. But he he spoke before Congress, before a committee, and he was complaining. He was not complaining. He was straight trash talking Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve a good trash talking because she does. Um, right. But. It was just, first of all, his words were very twisted. You know what I mean? It was kind of misrepresenting the situation. He was talking about a stimulus check and how they need to get a stimulus check out to the people. And this is going to be kind of my point on this last little segment that we do here tonight, is that I feel that the government is too busy infighting to get anything done for the people, and I think that they've forgotten <coughs> what they've been put there to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he basically just trash-talked her, and I had to call Brian, and I was like, "Look, what do you feel? How do you feel about this? Because, you know what I mean? Obviously, I'm listening to him. I'm, I'm not trying. I'm trying to take him at his word. But the one thing that that drove me nuts too was that he kept saying that the, um, sci- the bi- unscientific yeah, shutdowns. Yeah, un- everything was unscientific. God, damn. and he was kind of trying to prove or make a point for. Um, if you haven't heard, um, there's a very. I, I'm gonna. I'm even gonna call it a tragic story of a saloon in L.A. called I believe. Was, the it was like a yeah pineapple a, saloon. Yeah, it's a bistro uh, yeah. right on the street. Yeah, right. It's got outdoor dining, and they've been told to shut down. But then, literally down the street from where they are, uh, L.A. gave somebody the um, the permits to start. Yeah, film, it was a movie. F- film. Yeah, start filming yeah, a giant yeah. movie, and they had food catered in from some big company. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know who the big companies are. They think they said that he said the name of it. But anyways, so that's a, that's terrible. That's awful. So, I think if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a shutdown, you have to do it across the board. You can't like be giving out like special treatment. Yeah, and, and he, at the root of his argument, if his argument was the movie set 
is bringing in money to the state, so they're allowing it, and that's not fair because this small business not might not bring in a lot of money to the state, but the combination of all of these small businesses does, and yeah. we're leaving them behind, and you know this movie set gets to continue and they're, you know, right. doing whatever they need to do. And they're getting their catering. In yeah. They're getting catering. Stuff. They're not supporting the small business. Yeah. They're, you know, not necessarily partaking in the quote unquote guidelines, but this outdoor dining situation was closed down. Like that would have been a much more understandable side of the argument, but the way he and framed I see that. it, yeah, I see the way that he argument. framed it was this, this, unscientific shutdown. He said that actually, multiple actually times. if he would have just left that out, I might've liked the speech. I might've liked the argument. I don't know. Um, I just don't like, I don't like the criticisms of the shutdowns by, and it's only the Republicans that are. And yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I, 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 I think there are criticisms of the way the shutdowns are progressing because I think, I think the Democrats have really tried to not like, the, the the Democrats have done this move where they're like, well, no, we're not doing a full shutdown because like it's so scary for people to think of that, and it's so right. cool, like it'll be so highly criticized. Yeah, they don't want that. But and even really, if the Democrats do shut someone down, they're still going to make them open up just for them, anyways. Well, <laughs> so that is a fair. So that would be a really. And he brought that up, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's a yeah. fair yeah. criticism. We we went over that last podcast, and I and I there were Repu- and I, I said that jokingly too because there were a couple. I think there was like maybe two Republicans in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mostly people on the, the the left side, but I mean, then again, I think that there weren't a lot of criticisms on the right because they talk they don't about do how them. They well, they don't they don't they're not out there preaching for it. Well, yeah, they're they're specifically, and I know I brought it up last time. North Dakota, you know, doesn't even have a shutdown, and their you know governor was critical of you know shutdowns and blah blah blah. Well. They can't go against these mandates because they're the ones not doing the mandates at all. You know, we talk a lot on this program, um, it, well, and I would say especially, not that I don't believe in it too, but we talk, we talk about the wealth gap a lot. Uh-huh. comes up in side conversation, comes up in conversation based on what we're talking about. And I think almost what this is, the way I, I equate it is that it's like creating a wealth gap amongst businesses. You're having all these small restaurants have to shut down and then you're working, you know, you're giving job opportunities to these catering companies. Um, but it, I mean, this, to the same token, you're creating a bigger wealth gap anyways, because you know, you've got big companies like Amazon that people are ordering from like crazy now because they don't want to go out of the house. So, so, so here's my thing with the shutdowns, please. If you're talking about a small, small business restaurant or a catering company, I don't care what sizes each. There's a difference between a catering company because they don't have, diners right? right there's not people gathering there are workers gathering to mm-hmm. move that food out right just the same when it comes to these businesses that are staying open it really needs to get down to a point where we shut everything down except the the essentials like we first did to start to you know bend the curve or you know get that going flatten down, the curve yeah. flatten the curve and, and bend it downwards the idea here is like okay a Walmart, Amazon, these massive companies, they have the essential goods that we need. So like grocery items, food, clothing, all of those essentials. So that's why I don't have a problem with them staying open. I don't right. have an issue with 
a smaller grocer staying open that you just don't see a lot of small grocers, like even, even a jewel or a Mariano's or whatever, those mm. aren't really technically very small. Well, they're not because like, I, I don't know about, well, uh, jewel well, is owned by Albertsons, Albertsons and, and which like, is out on the West coast. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the idea here is, is like, we need to keep those essential. And then people are like, well, what's essential? What's not? I'm sorry. A bar is not essential. No, I love bars. I've worked in them. Mm -hmm. I want you to have employment. Like I want that to be a thing, but that's not essential is getting your, your, your fruits, your vegetables, your milk, whatever else you need, your diapers, you know, clothing, whatever you need to live. Um, my problem is yes, it hasn't been consistent, consistent. And then we also have, like you pointed out last week, you know, you have these high profile figures, Republican or Democrat, right. bending those rules in their own favor. Yeah. Or even then, when it's not even necessarily breaking the rule, like Pritzker and his wife traveling on a private plane, it's not technically it's still, break, it's you're still not, not modeling. Ex- yeah, you're, you're not, not modeling the proper example. Right. So right. that's my biggest frustration. But Going, that's that's why the first rounds of vaccines go to Congress. <laughs> no, they go to the White House. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, those first rounds are going to the White House. The people that said this was a hoax, that this isn't real, that we're going to be done with it by Easter and then by the 4th of July. Oh, I and remember then, that. Yeah. I remember He wanted Easter. to pack the churches for Easter because the coronavirus would be gone by then. I wish it was. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. But going back to Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw is someone who, when he first came out of, you know, the races and, and was this candidate, I really had high hopes for him. Yeah, I still do. <clears throat> I, I'd be interested to see what a Biden presidency will do to him. Um, I think it will radicalize him more to the Republican side. You like, think so? Not, not the Republican side, the Trump support side. Because that's that's the area he lives in, and it's not about fiscal conservatism. It's about what Trump says. Yeah, I don't know because he went to Georgia and was fighting yeah. for you know Governor Purdue, who mm-hmm. is a big Trump supporter. Yeah, um, you know that's his last public appearance. Actually, was with a, a Trump MAGA rally. Yeah, because if you listen to him on the Joe Rogan experience, now I don't think I've listened to the entire episode, so maybe he could have said something crazy in the time that I didn't listen, but it was a very, I I thought it was a great interview. I thought he was a very interesting person to hear about. I don't think any of the policies that he brought up on the the show were outlandish or crazy. Um, So I'm like, okay, this guy could be good. Like maybe he'll he'll do something good for the party. Um, Yeah, and you referenced it earlier. Um, The... Uh, Saturday Saturday Night Live. Uh, oh yeah, he was a actor, good sport. He yeah, was a good actor, sport about Pete, that. Pete Davidson yeah. made a joke about his appearance looking. I think it was like a porn star or something because of his iPad. Yeah, which you know Dan Crenshaw suffered uh, an eye injury to I believe it was an IED when he was yeah. in, in Afghanistan. He actually almost completely lost sight. Yeah, and you know he wears an eye patch and all that. Looks like a badass. Yeah, it, it looks like Solid Snake from Metal Gear. Solid. Yeah, like he's, he a, dude, he's like totally a dude that I'd be like, cool. if I yeah. saw him, like I'm not. He's fucking got with the that. beard, the brown yeah. hair. He looks like I would Solid not fuck Snake. with that dude. Yeah. So he, uh, Pete Davidson, made a joke, and people were like kind of pissed about it because you're making fun of someone's disability. You're right? making fun, and you're making fun of a war hero. Yeah. 
and with that in mind, Pete Davidson issued an, an apology, and then Dan Crenshaw came on and yeah. like, made fun of Pete Davidson, and you yeah. know, like attacked like his mental health, and it like it really balanced. It, like, yeah, it was all playing. It was all good, stage. Yeah. It was a great sport, and I was like, okay, I disagree fundamentally with almost all of his beliefs, but I don't disagree with the fact that he has this true care for our country. He went and showed it. Yeah, overseas by being you know part of the military came back has different beliefs than me but wants to fight for him and is doing it from a a place of i care about this country and i'm not going to say he doesn't because he's shown that he has he he didn't talk about his will to be a politician before signing up for the military and that's why he signed up maybe that that's why he did it i don't know but he definitely sacrificed doesn't matter he still put in his time yeah he sacrificed and all that coming back I was hopeful for him, you know, one of those, okay, I'm not in an echo chamber. I'm listening to him, right? Mm -hmm. And now I don't even want to listen to him because between his conversation at the Purdue rally where he went after AOC and workers and saying, you know, they don't have any struggles. All they have to worry about is uh, Stillwater or Seltzer. Slight exaggeration there, but yeah. No, that's all they have. There's nothing difficult. That's the worst of their worries is... That they either have to I ask. Think he said, "If that's the worst of your worries, which I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to I'm stick up for him. Yeah, I'm not putting words in his mouth. Those are his words. He yeah. went after workers, and it was a dumb fucking he was, move. He was going after AOC, and there were right, um, and that's because it works for the Trump supporters. Yeah, and he was trying to rally the base for Purdue because yeah. if they lose Purdue and they lose Loeffler, they lose the Senate. So it's imperative." For McConnell to stay in control, and that's what the Republican Party is following, is McConnell's lead on everything. Mm -hmm. And Dan Crenshaw really lost a lot of credibility in my book with that statement. Not that one statement ruins you, but just the the fundamental belief system that he was preaching. Yeah. And then doing this where it's like... Because we talked about this too, you and I on the phone. Um, We were texting at the time, but like... Maybe I didn't take as much offense to that statement because, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm truly, maybe I have thicker skin to that kind of stuff, but it didn't bother me what he said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I saw that it was just an attack on AOC, um, <coughs> which, you know what I mean? Again, that's not what we should be spending our time doing, especially yeah. when it has nothing to do with the fact that you're in Georgia. Like, it's not like you're trying to get a seat in fucking New York somewhere. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um. So, I mean, I think it was a silly statement. I I took I lost way more respect for him mm-hmm. when he just gave this when he was you know saying the unscientific yeah. reasons for yeah. closing. That's where I really lost respect for him. And I know he's I, I I think he's kind of been known to do this in the past too, um, where he denies this whole you know the virus thing and all that stuff. But like I I don't know. No, he's he's doing what is he's following the political tide. Right. Whichever way it takes him, he's going to go. You know what they should start doing? What's that? is separating the representatives in Congress. Okay? So you have... The 106 that supported... Check, no, 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 no. So you separate them all out into cubicles, soundproof cubicles. Okay? okay. So it's one Democrat, one Republican in each. Mm-hmm. Until you can't do it anymore. You okay. know what I mean? Okay, okay. And so that way you just have two people talking. You can, can forget about the party. Nobody gets to listen to what the, each other says. Except for like the two people that, or the one person that you're in that room with. Yeah. And I would like to see how much more gets done. Because that way, that way you don't have 
this fear of like, oh, well, what are all of my constituents going to, or not constituents, what are my, you know, cohorts going to You're actually worried about what is best for your constituents. Yes. I'm a fucking genius. Here's the thing. And that would make work for, you know what I mean, you know, contractors. They'd have to go in there and build this out and, you know what I mean? (laughs) Look at me. Kevin's own. That's what you want your taxpayer dollars going? Building out cubicles for the Congress. No, I'm taking it out of their pay because they can't get shit done unless we do this. (laughs) Here's the thing. I I would love that. I do think there's a certain level of stubbornness that has been very effective for the Republican Party. I was talking with uh, another friend, uh, Sam, and he, he hates all politicians, like literally hates both parties and he was critical of both, bashes the hell out of um, you know, the Democrats and all the liberals yeah. cannibalize themselves and all they complain about and cancel culture and this is why they lose yeah. votes and all that. I'm like, God damn it, you know. I get it. I do get that. Yeah. There is a stubbornness to the Republican Party that has been very effective. It is also going to be their demise. And this is why you have the Lincoln Project mm. is because they are going to follow whatever the winning path is right now. Right. And so far, that has been Trump. That's why their platform, according to the RNC, going into 2020, was we are going to enthusiastically back whatever President Trump wants. And they just haven't fallen. Whereas the DNC, the DNC was a 92-page report on their platform on how they were going to rig their own election. No, no, that was 2016. 2020 was you know climate change, economic policy, and all that. I still don't see why Bernie didn't do better than he did. In what? In the primaries. He was doing very well. It was yeah. South Carolina. Jim Clyburn has a lot of political power. Yeah, I don't know. South Carolina turned it around, and then it started unfolding. Because then you started getting into the more centrist like right. states, Iowa, et cetera. Right. Like, those are more centrist. Yeah. I think we just got to bring all the politicians to Brian Gra- Brian's Garage Studios. <clears throat> I mean, we would grind. Like, here's the thing. I want every politician to be held accountable yeah and like or not like it or not some are going to be very steadfast in their beliefs some follow the political tides i thought and this is why at first i thought crenshaw was going to be a very credible exciting politician was he was going to stand up for what he believed yeah. in. It's like, oh, your background's in the military. You don't need to, you know, succumb yeah. to anything. You can stand up for what I you believe saw, in. I kind of saw him as maybe a possibility of him being more like a Tulsi Gabbard. I, I thought he was going to be the the Republican AOC or a, a Republican Bernie Sanders, where it's like they stayed steadfast on what they're believing. A Tulsi Gabbard, like they're staying where yeah. they they they. Let's don't stick with people wait. that I like, Brian. Well, no. <laughs> I'm sticking with people that actually do the shit they say they're going to do. Oh, come not, on. Tulsi does that. That's what I said. Okay. Tulsi. That's why I included her. I know, but you're not Tulsi. I'm end. not ruling you out Sanders. Her. AOC. No. No. Okay, I know. You got to stick with your girlfriend. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that hunk of, hunk of, hunk of Bernie yeah. love. Oh, that hunk of, hunk of Bernie love. That's really good, Brian. Yeah. I'm very impressed right now. I don't like it as much as when you say there's good people on both sides of the but both sides of the aisle though. That's still my favorite moment of tonight. So so I, even with that, like I saw, I saw hope for the Republican Party in Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, who I fundamentally disagree with, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But when push came to shove, like Ben Sass, 
you know, he, he, as my friend Nick pointed out, like he was very conscientious of how critical he was of Trump in the Nebraska primaries because like he didn't want to alienate everyone. Mm -hmm. But once he was the Republican candidate from Nebraska, it was game over. Like I'm being critical of people. And if I don't win, then fine. But I want to be the Republican candidate. He won. Okay. Now I'm blasting Trump because what's going on is absolute shit. And, you know, he was very vocal about that, Mm -hmm. you know, to both his contributors. He was on, you know, the congressional floor. He was critical of different people. Um, I, I like that. And I'm hopeful for that. Whereas I don't necessarily see long term where the Republican party goes from here. So I'm, I thought Crenshaw in the house was going to be that guy, a Mitt Romney, a Ben Sass, uh, whatever, where all of a sudden we have this direction for the party. And now it's just the same as what Trump was saying. And and I, I thought he stood for more. Maybe Mm. he will get back to that. I don't know, but right now. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, that's it for today, guys. Dang. Already. Already. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys so much. I do want to let you guys know of something a little special that we have yeah. now. Brian has been spending a whole bunch of time working <laughs> countless hours. Yeah. And we now have an official website. Yeah. It is madlibspodcast.com. It is super dope. It has links, bio information, contact us section. <laughs> An awesome link that you can click on to support the podcast. Yeah, it takes you right to our Patreon. Everything. You can go on there and it'll link you to all of our episodes. Um, You guys should definitely go out there and check it out. It is really freaking awesome. It's super sweet. Brian did a great job on it. We we did a great job. You you influenced me. No, I didn't. And the other thing is, is like at the very bottom, you can look at our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, which doesn't have much yet. I need to start doing more on that. That's okay. Um. And our YouTube channel. You know what, you know what oh. they say, Brian? What? Twitter's for the birds. <laughs> yeah. Still got it. Got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, visit that website. Let me know if there's anything else you'd like to see. Eventually, there will be a daily quick take blog. Yeah. So I'll be updating Still working quickly. On it. Yeah. Quick, you know, quick takes on a couple of different news events um, that we will eventually either cover on the podcast or we might not have time to get to. Uh, so please like, subscribe. Uh, review our podcast, share it out with your friends. Yeah, make sure that you guys are too, you know, remember you can always email us, you can direct messages on Facebook. Now you can contact us through the website. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep shooting out topics, guys. Let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know what your concerns are moving forward. And uh, until then, we will see you guys on the next one. Much love. Well, guys, we're here. We've made it to the end. Wait, 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 Kevin, Kevin. We got to thank our sponsors. What sponsors? Well, we, we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh. And we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from 5 to 10 to $20. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. Win. <laughs> Also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.